Welcome to Wrestling at Work. I'm Will. I'm Landon. And we are here, as always, at work. Talking about wrestling. Talking about wrestling. So, uh, what do you say? Let's talk about it. Let's do it, man. And my <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when you're at work. You get work calls. Hello? Well, that's what happens when you're at work. Landon just got a work call, so we had to take a brief pause right here at the beginning. Did you get it taken care of? Got everything taken care of. Uh, it was a little fire, but it is extinguished, and uh, it's wrestling time. Way to go. Well, let's talk wrestling. We have a lot to cover today. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about and tell everybody about some memories that uh, we made since the last podcast. We've been to quite a few wrestling events between the two of us. Uh, so let's just go in chronological order. So back in July, I was on a road trip with my family, and we were driving through a beautiful Boston, Massachusetts on uh, a July day. And as we drove by the TD Convention Center, the sign lit up and said, Monday Night Raw, tonight. And I freaked out, and my amazing wife, being as awesome as she is, she said, well, let's go. We're here in town. Let's go. So she looked it up, got tickets. We went to Monday Night Raw in the TD Garden. Um, I took my 8-month-old and my 10-year-old and my wife, and we had a blast. Stayed for all three hours. It was a great show. Uh, We got a Seth Rollins-Drew McIntyre match, which was great. Um, and we got a Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, all-out brawl with the locker room coming out to split them up, um, and, you know, it was just great memories, so it was an awesome time, and uh, one of the things that, that you never forget, and, and, you know, to go to Raw uh, here in South Carolina is one thing, but to go in Boston, you know, the big city, and uh, to be in that big of an arena, that big of a crowd, it was just a really cool experience, so that happened. Uh, you also attended a WWE Live event, right? That's right. Um, it was a live event, like you just said, in uh, North Charleston Coliseum. Woo! And, uh, you know, it was a cool show. We got to sing happy birthday to the one and only Iceman, Ooh. Dean Malenko. Deanie Dean. So we got to do a little bit of that. Uh, main event was um, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Mm. They burned it down. Got a good curb stomp in there. So all around, it was a great show. Everybody having a lot of fun. And um, it was a pretty packed crowd, you know, for a little North Charleston house show. Very cool. Yeah, you were sending me pictures, and I was super jealous. Uh, I love a good house show. I like how the lights are down. They're not really that worried about production. And so those guys can just go out there and kind of do their thing and uh, just put on a great show. So what was the highlight of the show for you? Um, the highlight of the show, hmm, you know, honestly, when that Seth Rollins music hits mm. and everybody just in unison yells, burn it down, and I, I think him just coming out and then getting to boo Roman, that's always fun. Oh, of course. Um, so, yeah, I'd say probably the main event, like it just kind of built towards that moment, and it, right. was a good, and it was a good payoff, so. Great, yeah, I, I was lucky enough when we were in Boston to get two burn it down moments, because uh, Seth Rollins came out. During the first hour, I think, and cut a promo, and that's when Dolph and Drew came out, and and then the actual match was the main event that night between Drew and Seth. So I got two burn it down moments, and I'll tell you, man, if you if you guys listen, if you've never been to a show since Burn It Down, since they added that to his theme music, I mean, it really is a cool moment live to have thousands of people, whether you love him or hate him, uh, majority love him. But screaming, burn it down at the top of their lungs, it's just, it's one of those moments. And I've always been like a big intro guy, I love the themes, I love, you know, intro music, and so that's just been one of my favorite moments here lately. So that's cool. It's, was it? And so was it a mixture of SmackDown and Raw Superstars, or was it just a Raw? Uh, it was just a Raw. Just a Raw house yep. show, okay. Just a Raw house show. Nice. So I think they're kind of working separate 
circuits. I think SmackDown will do house shows and they'll they kind of overlap and that way they can cover more ground. But uh, and then the uh, the third thing that we did, well, there's three and four. Well, oh yeah, yeah, three and then a half. So three and a half. So Landon and I, um, a couple weeks ago, SmackDown was here live in South Carolina where we live. And uh, so we got tickets. Unfortunately, Landon could not make it to SmackDown. But earlier in the day, um, there was a meet and greet at the local Cricket Wireless, who is not a sponsor, so maybe I'll just bleep that out. Um, And it was a meet and greet with AJ Styles, the WWE Champion. So obviously, we were stoked about that. We're like, listen, let's just drive across town. Let's go meet him. Let's get his autograph. We had had our figures. We had a, a hat and stuff for him to sign. So we go... Uh, it's burning hot. I'd say it was what ninety five, like At ninety least. to ninety five. Just, just total humidity. Uh, we went and stood in line for about two hours, and then he left before we got to the end of the line. Yeah, we were maybe what twenty people from yeah. the door, maybe. Yeah, and they came out and they're like, "Yep, he's leaving." And you know, Sorry. The, and you know, the whole time <laughs> we thought, well, surely they're just going to cap the line, and then everybody right. that's been out here. Well, that would be the logical thing to do. Yeah. But this specific wireless provider just did not think that far ahead, which makes me pretty content with my current wireless provider. Yes, I will not use their wireless waves. Okay, well, enough enough brand bashing. Anyways. So, uh, but that was definitely an experience. I wouldn't say it was a great experience, but um, then we kind of had to hang our heads and get in the car and head back to work and uh, just have a sad rest of the day. But then that night, I was able to go to SmackDown, um, and it was a pretty pretty cool experience. It was the go-home show before SummerSlam, so I got to see a lot of uh, things tied up there. And honestly, um, the best part of the night for me was before uh, we went live on television, there was a, a, pre, a pre-show pre dark match, and it was the Usos in the bar. And, I mean, it was, it was a great match. It kind of made me miss seeing those guys on TV. Um, but the biggest pop of the night was honestly, and it may have been just because the show had started out with it, but it was the Usos. I mean, as soon as their music hit, man, that place erupted. Well, you know what? It's time! It's time! That's right, it is time now for what we're going to call, at least temporarily, the current state of WWE. What's going on in What's the world going on wrestling entertainment? In the universe for us in WWE. We'll make a cool name for it. Yeah, we'll think of something. Um, we can't think of it on the spot. There's too much pressure right now. Yeah. So, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, we, are, we are a couple weeks out of SummerSlam. Some of those storylines are taking shape. Uh, first of all, let's go back to SummerSlam. The, the, the dramatic, I feel like, shift in the whole dynamic of the WWE has finally happened. Roman Reigns is now the Universal Champion, the moment that we all feared slash couldn't wait for uh, since WrestleMania and the Greatest Royal Rumble and, my gosh, every pay-per-view since then that we've wanted to just finally get the, the title off of Brock onto Roman, just rip the Band-Aid off, make it happen. It has now happened. What was your reaction when that moment happened? You know, Will, it's a bittersweet moment, icy hot kind of moment. I mean, it's just, I have a contradiction of emotions because mm-hmm. I'm just glad to see the belt on Monday night television. That's where it should be. Your champion should be fighting day in, day out. Agreed. Um, 
Granted, but I'm not opposed to building great matches and, and you know having the payoffs you know weeks over time. But we need to see him more than we saw Brock Lesnar. Exactly, and it was just all the controversy from you know WrestleMania. We were just so sure. I mean, as much as we rolled our eyes about it, we were so sure that okay, Roman's gonna have another WrestleMania moment. He's gonna be victorious. The fireworks behind him. He's gonna take the title from Brock. Brock's gonna fade into into you know oblivion and. Um, you know, it's gonna. We're gonna turn the page to a new chapter, which is typically what happens at WrestleMania. That's usually what that. You know, everything's building to Mania, and then Mania happens, and the storylines make the dramatic shift, and then they kind of swerved us with that. And you know, we're sitting there like, wait a minute, a a Brock Lesnar just won, retained the Universal Title at WrestleMania. Like, what's going on? Like, normally big things happen there. So we've all just been kind of impatiently waiting. And then, you know, as soon as they announced, oh, well, there's going to be a rematch in a steel cage at the Greatest Royal Rumble, we're like, oh, okay, oh, well, they're saving we that moment. Well, then they swerved us again and had the whole controversy there. And just the ways that they have kept getting out of the belt finally coming off of Brock has just really kind of frustrated me. It's made me not want to watch and not really care. And it's had a, and I know I think they're doing it because they want you to sympathize with Roman. Oh, he keeps getting screwed out of it. He keeps having unsuccessful attempts. But honestly, it had the reverse effect on me. It just made me tired of him because I was just tired of seeing, A, he's not a good underdog. He doesn't come off as an underdog. He's he's one of the, the, the best athletes on the roster. I mean, the dude the dude's a beast. Um, I refuse to say big dog, but he's a beast. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar reference. But he he's not an underdog. He's not believable as an underdog. I will never buy into the storyline that Roman Reigns is an underdog, even to a guy like Brock Lesnar. I mean, if you take into account their age and uh, experience and current workload, I mean, Roman Reigns is going to take him out all day, you know, because Brock's, Brock's not a fighter like he used to be. He's not a... He's not a day-in, day-out fighting champion. So the fact that we finally built the SummerSlam, I felt like the build was pretty good. I felt like the Heyman stuff came off really well. Um, I really thought they were going to have Heyman turn on Brock and, and you know do something, but in the end he stayed true to, to the storyline. And But I'm just glad it's finally happened. Um, and, yeah. that, and that was my sentiment when I watched SummerSlam was I just kind of just – I could feel – the, the WWE Universe with me just breathing a sigh of relief. Whether or not we were booing, whether or not we were rolling our eyes, it was the best outcome to finally have that happen. And I think it happened in a great way. We're bringing Braun out, threatening to cash in. So Braun was a distraction. Um, and there was a lot of a lot of facets to that match. What did you think about the ending? Uh, would you have done anything differently? And, and how did you feel about the build to the match? What were your favorite parts of it? Yeah, I... Um... You know, I think bringing Braun out was a great idea. It, it gave a person the crowd could focus on. Because um, at that point, it's like, who do you pull for, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, th- these are just really polarizing guys. And um, though I'm still a little concerned, like, am I supposed to cheer for Braun? Am I supposed to boo Braun? Nobody knows. At WrestleMania, he Not was quite like sure. the most babyface. But he literally went and picked a, a child out of the crowd. And made him a tag team champion, and but now you're supposed to boo him. I don't. Who, who knows, man? Well, I don't know. Yeah. That, <laughs> so so that'll lead into an interesting discussion I've been thinking out thinking about. So the and I've said this a few times, but it just seems to be confirmed by this whole scenario with Braun uh, and Roman, and now the Shield. You know, we got Ambrose back, 
So that's another big thing that's happened. Uh, Ambrose returned the week before SummerSlam so that he could be present at SummerSlam. I thought that was a great touch. But we have the Shield reunited. We got one week where they, you know, triple powerbomb Braun through a table. We got the next week where Braun attacks all of them. And I don't know who they want us to cheer for. <laughs> because obviously they know that Braun is, is, is hugely over with the crowd. The yeah. crowd loves him. Yeah. He's never been a squeaky clean baby face. And that's great because he's a monster. And so you can you can book him that way. He can right. fight whoever. He doesn't really have any alliances. I don't know if anything's going to come of him and Drew and Dolph or an alliance or anything there. But but then you've got the Shield who obviously they're over. There's a nostalgia factor there. And so now it's like you want to cheer the Shield, but you also want to cheer Braun. And even though Roman is the newly crowned champion, you're kind of ready to get the title off of him like two weeks out and you want to see it on Braun. Um, and you got to believe that him winning the money in the bank is a setup for him eventually being the title holder. But, you know, again, who are we supposed to cheer? Are there true heels in this scenario and are there true baby faces? I feel like over on the SmackDown side, there's, there's true heels and baby faces, even though we'll get into the Becky Lynch situation in a minute. But there's, there's, you know, classic heels, classic baby faces. You know who the bad guy is. You know who the good guy is. Over on Roth, I feel like they're blurring the lines, and I don't know if that's something they're doing intentionally or if it's something that's just happening organically. What are your thoughts on that? Well, maybe they're, you know, just trying to... Because I feel like that same, I guess, problem was happening in SmackDown mm-hmm. um, a little while ago, and so I, I don't know if they're just kind of switching roles and they're going to push like a big, you know, AJ main event for maybe Survivor Series or something this fall. Um, I'm really not sure, but hopefully their Hell in a Cell match, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, hopefully their Hell in a Cell match, we're, we're going to know indefinitely who we should be pulling for because um, yeah. I feel like somebody's going to get destroyed. Yeah. Well, and here's the two scenarios. Think about it. Either Roman loses the title in the first pay-per-view after he wins it at SummerSlam. So it's a very short Universal title run after years of building up. Or Braun Strowman loses his money in the bank cash-in, and that goes up in smoke. And I don't know if he stays in the picture or if he gets shuffled back to, you know, throwing KO off a, off a stage in a porta, porta-john. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know where they go with it. Either way, there's a downside to it. And so... And you know, I don't know if they're going to put it on Braun and then keep the feud going and have Roman win it back and have a back and forth. Maybe we just we we didn't see the title change hands for what two years. So I mean, we're you know maybe yeah. they're going to give maybe they're going to give us a bunch of title changes in a row and we're gonna we're gonna you know play ping pong with it. But I you know I don't know. And uh, again, you know, back to your point of. Uh, how you know SmackDown there used to be kind of a blurred line there, and now it seems that blurred line is in Raw. Um, I think they course corrected a lot in SmackDown, and that kind of leads us to uh, where we are now, where you've got you know clear AJ babyface, clear Samoa Joe heel, and a lot of it's just the way that those guys, their experience, um, the fact that they're just veterans, they know how to be heels, they know how to be babyfaces, and they they play their role perfectly um and they got a great history too oh definitely i went back and watched some of their matches from from tna and some highlights and stuff and man that was that was super cool um and i'm glad that 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 match ended in a in a in a dq finish because i want to see like 20 more yeah (laughs) aj samoa joe matches i don't care if they're all dqs and then finally one 
you know, finally Joe wins the belt or something. I, I don't know. He's got to win the belt. I feel like eventually Joe's got to win the belt. I think he deserves it. Um, I think it would be a great storyline. I think um, at some point I feel like AJ's got to get on Raw. I mean, they've got to recognize that AJ is the top talent in the company and put him on Raw and put the Universal title on him eventually, somewhere down there. I mean, I'm not saying do it tomorrow. I'm not saying do it this year. Um, but, I mean, you know, I don't know how many years he's got left. I mean, he's he's performing at a great level, but at the same time, he's 40, 41 years old. So, right. you know, you don't know. I want to see him with the Universal belt. I want to see him running Monday Night Raw, you know. So um, so we'll see what happens there. But but speaking of the, the babyface heel dynamic, an interesting thing has happened since SummerSlam. So as you guys know, at SummerSlam, uh, we had a three-way match, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's title, um, and Charlotte wins the match. After the match, Becky turns on Charlotte, just starts beating the crap out of her. Classic. Um, the interesting thing was this was clearly written as a heel turn for Becky. The but... cr- The crowd, <laughs> and myself, honestly, watching at home... Was just so excited for it. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah, they're chanting "You deserve it" for a Charlotte beatdown, um, and they're chanting "Becky, Becky, Becky." You know, she's leaving, and she's sitting there looking mad at the world. You know, you wouldn't realize that thousands of people are chanting her name. Um, and then she comes out on SmackDown and gets the same treatment. Gets the same, you know, Becky chants the "You deserve it," the you know, "Thank you, Becky," and all this stuff. And Charlotte comes out to booze. So. <laughs> Something that was clearly written as a heel turn for Becky has now almost been interpreted as a heel turn for Charlotte. I mean, the crowd has turned on Charlotte. Why Why do you think the crowd has turned on Charlotte? And have you turned on Charlotte? What's your outlook on <laughs> You know, in, in my mind, I, I feel like Charlotte's always been a heel. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know. Well, flares are heels. I, I mean, in my mind, a flare uh, is a heel. Yeah. And so if you're going to associate her with her dad... That's going to have to be a heel move, you know, because, I mean, Ric Flair is one of those famous heels in all of history. Absolutely. And so if she's going to follow in his footsteps, which she obviously tries to do, she needs to be a heel. So she thrives as a heel. And she's a baby face because of her name recognition, and they kind of go back and forth with her. And obviously right now they want her to be a baby face, but I just don't see the crowd cheering her. I, I don't... What they need to do is, if they're, you know, rumor has it that Flair and... Rhonda mm-hmm. going to have a, a big match, maybe at WrestleMania. And what they need to do is go ahead and start planting those seeds of, yep. clearly Charlotte's the bad guy here, mm-hmm. right? And clearly we can get behind uh, good old Ronda Rousey. I mean, you know, go ahead and plant those seeds now since it's kind of, you know, it's how the, it's how the crowd's turning. And maybe that's the long-term plan. Maybe, they're maybe. T- maybe the Becky turn was to try to get sympathy for Charlotte, but it completely backfired. And two weeks out, it's completely backfired. And I think WWE even put up on their social media a a poll that said, you know, have you been with Becky from the beginning? And like 98% said yes. You know, so people are saying like, I've loved Becky from the beginning. I still love Becky. Right. You know, forget Charlotte. And I think people are tired of it. She's held the held both belts a lot. Um, Becky held, she was SmackDown champion for a little bit, I think, there at the beginning of the brand split. But I, yeah. I think people want to see Becky as champion. And so, especially with her new look and kind of revitalized uh, moveset and things that she's doing, I think people were excited about that opportunity. And then it went away, and now the fans, along with Becky, have turned on Charlotte. So that's that's an interesting 
Interesting dynamic. We'll see how that plays out. Lena, do they have a one-on-one -on -one match booked for Hell in a Cell? Is that already booked, or is that uh, the, the showdown down under or something? Or yeah, uh, we're very well informed on this I'm podcast. Not, I should know the answer to that. I, is there? An, I think there's a, like a there's, another tag team match. Or, or there's no there. way there's not going to be a rematch, right? right? I mean, you know, Carmella already got her rematch with Charlotte this past Tuesday night. Uh, so now we're going to have to go to a Charlotte-Becky one-on-one feud, I would imagine. So looking forward to that. We'll see how it plays out. Um, and then the other uh, SmackDown item, uh, we kind of hit on AJ and, and Samoa Joe, but the tag team situation. So with the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, Eric Rowan hurt his elbow or something like that, and they vacated the titles, correct? That's right. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you fill me in on what happened because I turned on SmackDown uh, and <laughs> I saw that the New Day were champions. When did that happen? How did that happen? I completely missed it. Me too. Did they just, <laughs> okay, well, did they just give it to him? I, I mean, you know, just well, I've I've always been a Monday night wrestling guy, and I hear you. It's, it's, sometimes it's just hard for me to get that that second night in. And I hear you. Listen, we got families. We got there's there's like twenty hours of wrestling a week. It's hard for us. So hey, if you're listening and you want to hit us up on Twitter or email us, fill us, us know, in on yeah. uh, how New Day became champions because that seems like something that just happened within the span of a week or two, and I don't know if they just had a number one contenders match. So, yeah, let us know. But uh, uh, Will, you want to share with our fine fans on uh, how they can get in touch with us? Absolutely. You can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we are at Wrestling at Work. Spell it out, Wrestling AT Work. Uh, or you can send us an email if you do electronic mail at wrestlingatwork at gmail.com. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today. Do you need a break from all your video post-production and editing demands? Well, Post Break is a company that is here to help you meet those demands. I know a lot of times the post-production and stuff, if you do a lot of videos, is some of the most time-consuming work that you have to do. So let Post Break help. They'll, they'll give you a big hand in that. They've done a lot of great stuff. Go over to their website at postbreak.net uh, to see some stuff that they've worked on and give them a shout today. All right, well, to cap the, the week off, I'm very excited about Saturday. It's Labor Day weekend. No uh, work on no Monday. No work on Monday, Woo! so I won't see you. Sorry about it, bud, but I'll be at home in sleeping. In case you're wondering, they don't celebrate Labor Day in France. Really? Yep. I was talking to a coworker we have working there remotely, and uh, she said, nope. No Labor Day. Going to work on Monday. Yikes. And I said, sucka. Well, here in the good old U.S. of A. Amen. We will be sitting on our butts at home on Monday. So, looking forward to that. But first, before Monday gets here, we have a historic occasion. Because Saturday night, September 1st, is all in. I'm excited about this. I know you're excited about this. Um, it, it's an interesting event because the card itself is not super exciting. I mean, it doesn't feel like a big pay-per-view. But you also have to look at the fact that this is sort of a hodgepodge of all indie wrestling. I mean, you've got Impact represented, you've got Ring of Honor, you've got New Japan, you've got, you know, everybody represented, a lot of crossover. So it's going to be great matches, and I mean, the night's going to be amazing. But even more than that, I think it's just the principle of this event that we've got a 10,000-seat a arena that's sold out in an hour 
to see an indie wrestling show. I think it was less uh, than an hour. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I, it was definitely under an hour. And, um, I, you know, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this. Cody and the Young Bucks have funded this themselves. Um, and so, I, thankfully, it's going to be broadcast. I know there was some talk a while that for a while that it wasn't going to be broadcast. Um, if you were going to see it, you were going to have to be there live. Um, but I'm glad it's going to be broadcast. Um, so... I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I am excited, and this is what where we can where we can kind of get excited about the main event. Uh, I assume will be the main event for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Um, Nick Aldis, current champion, versus Cody Rhodes. Um, if you don't know, there's a lot of history behind the NWA Worlds. It's plural. With an Worlds S. Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Dusty, uh, Cody's father, was a three-time champ. He won it twice from Harley Race, one time from the old Ric Flair. Woo! Um, and so it's a historic title, and I just I wonder if, if that's going to cap off the night with a big title change. Cody becomes NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I think that would be a huge thing. You know, I, I would not uh, be surprised. Um, I, you know, I'm also a little hesitant because Cody built this event so mm-hmm. i wonder if people are going to be like oh well you know of yeah, course, of course he's, you yeah. know of course he's going over and right. you know this is his event but either way i think this is just a tip of the hat to the fans people that love pro wrestling and i think i think it's going to be a great show one thing that i'm really excited about is you know will kind of like you said it's maybe not that blockbuster card and but there is a lot of noticeable names on there but mm-hmm. what i'm excited about is Maybe the lesser-known names that I don't know. Mm-hmm. The fact is that they're on this card, and this show is such a historic show. I think that means that they got something to show. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a great showcase of young, unheard-of talent. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I think it'll be a catalyst for them to sort of maybe start their uh, their upward slope towards becoming you know guys like Cody and the Young Bucks right. and Kenny Omega and uh, I mean Rey Mysterio Jr. is on the card. Um, I mean, God, who's who's who else is on there? You've, do you have the card pulled up still? You got names like Hangman Page is going to be there. Yep. Marty Scroll is going to have a match with Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, might be looking forward to that one. That'll be a great um, match. The most, uh, of course, Kenny Omega mm-hmm. is going to be there. So, oh, yeah. um, a lot of good names going to be there. Of course, uh, the Young Bucks. They got oh, a they're great. A, they're new in a six man, right? Let's see. It's, yeah. it's the the Golden Elite. And uh, who are they? Let's see. You got the Young Bucks against um, Ibushi, Rey Mysterio, Phoenix, and Bandito? It's, yeah, so it's the Bucks and Ibushi. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that'll be a great match. I mean, I've never seen a bad... Young Bucks match that they had anything to do with, so it'll be a great match. And I'm just, I'm just anxious to see the fanfare for the whole night, how it's going to play out, um, what's going to happen. So excited for that. Hopefully, next time that we uh, post a new episode, we'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. See what the reaction is. See if we have a title change. But real quick before we close, I have some trivia for you. Uh oh, trivia time trivia, with Will. Trivia time. Um, so I did some research on the NWA World's Heavyweight Title. And there are two current members of the WWE roster that were NWA World's Heavyweight Champions. Hmm. Do you know who those two people are? Hmm. One of them you might get pretty easily. The other one's going to be tough. 
I'm gonna guess AJ Styles. There you go. That's one of them. He okay. was like two or three times he held it when it was over in TNA. Let's see. Let's see. I, it's a tough one, man. It's not gold dust. It's not, but um, that is actually very close. Oh, man, it's close to gold dust? Yeah, at least in the last three years. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I mean, who was his tag team partner? Wait, R-Truth? R-Truth, man. Two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. No Ron, Ron Killings. Old R-Truth. Wow. He won it for the first time from Ken Shamrock, and then him and AJ traded it back and forth. Yeah, man. R-Truth, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You don't hear him talk about that much. No. I. I but I feel like that's a big deal. I absolutely. Like that's something that should be talked about. Absolutely. So, anyways, there's a little bit of trivia for you going into the weekend. So now, uh, when you see that NWA World's title, you can think of our truth and you can thank us for that. So, yeah, hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback, hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling at Work uh, or send us an email. If you have any questions you want to have answered or if you have a differing opinion and you just want to start a nasty argument, just send us an email at Wrestling at Work at gmail.com. Again, thanks to Post Break. Check them out at postbreak.net. And we will see you next time. See you, Landon.